Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm your sole host today, John, and I have returning guests, Tim. Hi. Shane. Good morning, John. And another guest. Who's this with you, Shane? This is Mandy. Ah, welcome, Mandy. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Now, you've never seen Dirty Harry before, have you? No, I have not. That's all right. That's allowed. Um... It's sometimes a bit of an oasis of here with female voices, so thank you very much for coming along. Today we're reviewing Minute 62. The minute begins with the Doctor seeming to recall someone and ends with Harrio and Fatso Linguini driving off in a car. What did you think about this minute, Tim? It's uh, a pretty good minute, I thought. Um, I suppose we don't travel very far. We're only covering about uh, 20 metres, maybe, mm-hmm. at, at that. Um what interests me here, um, as you might have um, might have seen on some of my previous minutes or heard, um, I like to make sure that the uh, background characters, the professionals, are doing their jobs properly. Are they? Um, I say, yeah. And what I notice in this moment, in this uh, minute, is that um, the doctor here is asked um, to to get something for this uh, this patient. Has Jesus. a look at him, Jesus. then heads out into the corridor yeah. to pick up. Um, yeah, to pick up some medication, um, you would think. Um, but then gets quite distracted and ends up just uh, just staring as uh, as um, as Harry and uh, his accomplice uh, head off. Um, so poor old uh, single patient in this hospital that we ever see. Do you think this is a better doctor than your favourite doctor, Steve Shane? Who no way. Steve, Steve appears much earlier. He should have been back. I'd like to see him again. He was great. Yeah. My friend. Your friend, Doctor. Yeah, Steve. so I didn't pick that up, Tim. So he actually gets pain medication out of the out of the cupboard here. Mm. But then he's oh, talking to the police. He's not even. He hasn't even picked up the pain medication. Yeah, of course. Poor Jesus, funny. dying in the corner. <laughs> Look, it's probably quite realistic. Like it, it is hard to do multiple things at once when you're uh, when you're working. You know, in this situation, he he does have questions to uh, to answer to the police. Uh, yeah, so it's probably quite realistic. But uh, just. Uh, I wonder what happened to uh, happened to Jesus after this. Indeed, I think it's very good the doctor does recall. I mean, it's a one out of a thousand shot you'd remember. He mentioned seeing him selling uh, Scorpio, what selling football guides. Yeah, yeah. and he even says where they used to play football. I kind of, in my mind, doctor's a bit nerded. He doesn't look like a football follower, does he? Mm, but oh, then, do you reckon he goes there? But then, uh, well. Yes. It seems um, seems maybe it's more likely that he does remember seeing as he works right next door to the football stadium, which is just a nice unfortunate. Yeah, I don't think that's a big leap at all. And like he's a smart guy, he's a doctor, he's right next to the stadium. He pays attention to his surroundings. He's been there a while. If it's like today, I presume anyone at the level of a doctor or higher gets Mm. free tickets to the football fairly regularly from Mm. whatever (laughs) other services they engage. Just about everyone's going to give you free tickets to the football. So maybe it's the same in the 70s in San Francisco. Who's to say? 
Mandy, do you think this doctor is sympathetic character? He's just a hardworking doctor. We think maybe he was a he's a he's a foreigner by his voice. Maybe he's been called in just to help a free clinic out. I wasn't supposed to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> is it funny how he introduces the word Kizar Stadium? Like Kizar Stadium. Well, do you think that's a paid advertisement? <laughs> just dropped in. Well, maybe. And this was a stadium that had just closed down uh, that year, I think, for professional football. He's really cracked open the whole case. If yeah. they're assuming mm. in future minutes the killer is here, mm. uh, his, yeah. It's a huge lead. In, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's called into the cops. I've seen him. Uh, remember who he is. You'll be able to find him right there. Yeah. 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 When you think the word keys are, don't you think like Shazam or something? Something yes. arabesque or something? Yeah. Or maybe is it just um, a corruption of Caesar? Caesar, like gladiatorial stadium, which... Mm. I was hoping you'd uh, look that up for us, John. No, I was... <laughs> I, was <laughs> I thought you guys would have... If Trent was here, it'd be all been, over the Wikipedia. Have you been to the stadium? Ah, uh, yes. Oh. I think listeners are very bored of hearing about my experiences. It's, um, <laughs> it's not really a stadium anymore. They've removed the... Most of the seating, it's like an open air type racetrack, but um, an oval, yeah. oh, racetrack, oh, yeah. yeah, like an athletics track. That's that right, yeah. That's the dirty Harry Minute drinking game. Every time John says he's been to the location, you drink. It's mm. <laughs> good. Did you like this minute, Mandy? Sure. I mean, I've got no real frame of reference having not seen the film, but it, <laughs> but it, um, it seems like an important minute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it's a big reveal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. What would you think of Harry's ca- uh, partner here with the uh, the green shirt in the background taking notes to Giorgio? Why isn't he asking any questions? Why doesn't he have his own mo- movie? <laughs> he Is- seems to be writing a lot of things for not much actual <laughs> And actually, geez, it's interesting now that you mention that, that he puts his notepad and um, pen away right as the big, you know, as the, the information review. starts coming out. And he doesn't write any of it down. <laughs> He's right down the chit chat. Oh, Jesus needed pain medication. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. He hasn't written a single thing since they started uh, yeah. finding out who their guy is. Can you see the stadium? Is there really a stadium there? It's so dark. They do have to drive like yeah. another 100, 100 uh, metres or so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it would be a better it would be a better scene if you could actually see what he was pointing at. Yeah, that's really missing here, isn't it? Yeah. Is this a difficult scene to film, Mandy? <laughs> well, I think any walking shot's quite difficult. I think you're probably yeah, doing a bit of tracking. There'd be a few setups for this for sure. Mm. It does seem odd that there's no light <laughs> there. Yeah. Unless that's... they were really hoping for... Um, it's very yeah. dark. Maybe they I'm not really sure. ran out of time on this day and they're like, all right, it's a night shoot. Sorry, guys. We're all, we all came late. Too many belts of bourbon. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Jesus uh, patient had. It was, what was he holding his arm in his... He's, hold, he's holding his breast. Yeah. Like perhaps his heart. Um, yeah, you can't see his hand because his hand's sort of up his shirt. Yeah, and was she not complaining about chest pain? It seems like that would be pretty dire. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, he should be moving a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that gets you in first, and, and he's just sitting in reception for some reason. 
Does she look a bit like Michelle Williams? Mm. But with the voice of Julie Haggerty from Airplane. Doctor. <laughs> um, I can't see it. Michelle Williams. You mean like blonde Michelle Williams? Yeah, yeah. but with, yeah. Similar sort so of lips. Also with very much darker hair. I appreciate that the calendar is telling us it's 1971. They've done that a few times in the movie. The letter he rips up says April 1971. That's great continuity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was an actual calendar from the time. Yeah. Was this filmed in 1971 or 1970? Mm, 1971, fortunately. April, uh, released in December. The day before Justin Trudeau was born. Hmm. And also Corey Haim. So there you go. What a year. <laughs> Listeners probably have already listened to our 1971 year in review with Dave and Hugh. What? Is um green shirt in any other scenes, or he's just yeah, uh, he is. He's in the famous uh, Harry the bigot scene where he says Harry hates everyone. Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You heard it here. What's his job description? Do we think? Um, I think he's another inspector. At the start of the movie, you may remember the minutes you did. He was paired with Chico, but he's like, "What can I work with, De Giorgio?" So here he. Chico shot in the hospital. He's working with his preferred partner, Giorgio. Right. Also known as uh, Linguini Man or Fatso. I think the doctor does have an accent on on some words. So I'm guessing like the actor does. I'm not sure that the character needed to be foreign. There's a weird way it pronounces, "I, I got who it is or I know who it is. I think. Yeah. Yeah, mm. as if it's his second language. That's why I mentioned that movie before, Shane. Tommy Trick and the Stamp Traveler. There's another character who goes, I think what you need to do. And that reminded me of that. <laughs> okay. The cadence. Do you think the production, Warner Brothers couldn't afford a token, um, a token stethoscope around his neck? <laughs> All right. Hey, he's back in his blue enough. shirt. He is. That's right. We saw that in the last minute, slung over a chair in pristine shape, even yeah. though he'd had a tussle in a forest. Yeah. And uh, now he's got it ironed by wardrobe and it's back on his body. Mm-hmm. Mandy, once again, Harry's been... He should have a big concussion. Should he? Is he doing himself irreparable damage being here? <laughs> should he be back home? <laughs> he probably should. Maybe might be a little concussed. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess maybe it's better to be active, don't they say? You're not allowed to sleep if, oh, you, yeah. if you um, are concussed. Do belts of booze help, Shane? <laughs> Absolutely not. We, To be fair, he asked for a belt of booze, but we didn't see him drink it because it was that huge jump cut between yeah, the what is that police office and yeah. then straight into this scene in the hospital. Well, yeah, look, I'd be with you if um, Bressler had actually poured two glasses. <laughs> Which he doesn't. He That's did. One. one glass and he drunk it and then another <laughs> glass. <laughs> uh, speaking of concussion, there's a great movie um, with Clint starring with Jeff Bridges called Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. And uh, the, Jeff Bridges has beaten the shit out of him by some hoods or whatever. And in the, the movie he has a brain hemorrhage and dies. It's quite sad and affecting, but it, yeah, it follows for a whole... You know, a whole 40, 40 cinema minutes, you know, and it later pays off. He just finally collapses at the end and dies, so... Happy times. Harry learnt not- <laughs> Eastwood learnt nothing from this movie. Now, I love the sound cue. Um, we've got it on mute now. 
Did you like that, Tim? Oh, the, the music kicks in? Yeah. It's yeah. the exact same one as we get from the sniper pool scene earlier on, I think. This is a jazz song. drummer. Yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, this is exciting. They have a lead. Is it on the soundtrack, John? It is, yeah. Great soundtrack. Once again, I find it funny how he just announces Kizar Stadium. Like, recently closed in real life, would viewers have gone, oh, wow. Like, is it a name that everyone would have... I think it was the Melbourne Cricket Ground. <laughs> just seems a bit obvious and you don't need to say that. Isn't it great that it's just closed down though? So, um, you know, we, we get a real picture of this guy. You know, he's still he's still allowed to live in the stadium, yeah. even though it's closed down. And it's got a bit of a haunted amusement park uh, vibe yeah. to it at this stage. Although I have to say, it's not that exciting. It's, it's amazing he wasn't busted by Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Apparently the director, Mandy Siegel and Eastwood, were watching TV during pre-production. They noticed that, oh, this stadium, Kizar, is going to be closed. And so they thought, oh, that's filmed there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot less red tape if nobody's there. A great lair for him to have, all these nooks and crannies, Shane. Do you think there's anyone at our MCG? Oh, absolutely, that place is massive. Mm. Yeah. A bit bigger than Keys. Probably 16 people, they each don't know each other is living there. <laughs> <laughs> that's something actually with the stadium closing down, that's something that strikes me as being quite... American in my past experience. I'm thinking of a trip to St. Louis about 10 years ago mm-hmm. where you drive through, you drive past whole closed down like shopping centers, like malls, mm. you know, just completely, completely shut down. Whereas, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd struggle to think of a stadium in Melbourne that's just completely shut down. Like no one, right. no other company comes along and buys this stadium and yeah. reopens it and keeps running sports there. Like, what is it about? I mean, America, you know, is it cutthroat capitalism? Is that why this, in, you know, enormous business, you yeah. know, this enormous sports business is shut down? Or I don't know, is it just crummy? You would have thought around here we've been able to keep the same one going for... Losing oh, no, money so for 25 uh, years. And, you know, we've got 150-year-old stadiums. You just renovate them, you know. Yeah. So if they were saying oh, it's just a bit old, we, we're just going to leave it. Um, I don't buy it, you know. Something, something unusual going on. Maybe as a location scout out there, mm. pulled the pin from the finances yeah. so that they could come shoot a movie here. And this is still the, the fag end of the golden age. like The, uh, the what, sorry? Yeah. The end of the um, golden age. It's not the oil price of 73 and... You know, the mini recession of 72, 73, stagflation hasn't quite hit yet. So things are still going. This is still, you know, post-war economy. What's what's going wrong? Yeah, yeah. Don't get bums on seats in 1971, you know. Hmm. I mean, sure, it was, uh, you know, the uh, maybe not the height, but certainly uh, part of the hippie era, right? There was a lot of a lot of alternative stuff going on. Right. I don't know. Maybe they weren't quite so much. Kizar Stadium but... is right on the edge of Golden Gate Park, which is, you know, starts at Haight-Ashbury. So this is yeah. pretty much Haight-Ashbury. Yeah. Which for decades before, I think there was always suspicion that they were going to put a huge over, a freeway, a freeway over ah. and tear it off. So maybe that was the reason. Oh, Cleared them out for that project, but maybe the project didn't go ahead. Do you think maybe it was, maybe it was eminent domain? Anyone know this? Uh, eminent domain. Or, or as we call domain. it, com. compulsory acquisition. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. Eminent domain. That's when the government comes and buys private land back. Yeah. Yeah. On just terms. What are... <laughs> the castle quote. Very good. 
as an aside, I was reading a book about the late 60s and they were saying the big divide in pop culture bands like San Francisco bands, you know, Grateful Dead and so forth versus Los Angeles, The Doors was a bit of divide. Rolling Stone generally preferring the San Francisco bands as being more, you know, real, for real. And that the Victorian architecture of San Francisco meant there were a lot of venues, old halls and seafarers' missions and stuff that had venues over like a thousand people seated. Mm. But LA pretty much new since the late 20s, didn't really have any good venues. So that's why mm. music developed quicker and to bigger audiences. Keen to hear it in San Francisco. So there's a bit of a light urban plan information for you, yeah, too. Nice. Well, I mean, that's all I've pretty much got for this. What do you think about this movie, Mandy? Do you want to watch it after seeing this delicious 70s brown decor and balding male patterns and stuff? I, it's piqued my interest, I'm not going to lie. Sure. I you mean, can lie, it's a safe oh, space. I wouldn't. Um, well, I mean, yeah, now, now I kind of want to see what happened directly before, at the very least, and directly after. So maybe I've got at least two minutes in my future. <laughs> Does Harry look like a competent man? Lightly sweating? Is he? <laughs> Considering he's just been injured, I think he's doing very well. Could he have teased this information, Shane, from the doctor a bit better or no? With pliers. <laughs> like Scorpio. <laughs> Please, I guess, I just, he gets information out of him quite quickly. I think it doesn't help that he says, oh, and there's a 14-year-old girl suffocating, so try to remember, would you? Mm. Like, that, that could have really backfired. I don't know if that's a good technique. <laughs> Too much pressure. I can't remember anything right now. And you, Tim, what are your... Thoughts on this minute, finally. Could it have been filmed differently? Could it have benefited from the modern Alan Sorkin walk and talk uh, film? (laughs) (laughs) There's not very much talk. Very interesting, yeah. Um, Still surprised by how short that hallway is. Um, Presumably he's just come into the hospital. He's at reception desk, you know, less than 10 metres left. He's back out the other side of the hospital. It's uh, very, very efficient, but... It looks very pokey. Still not much of a hospital. No. (laughs) They've got one cabinet on the wall. If this was Aaron Sorkin's, we would have heard his credentials mentioned about three or four times in this one minute. (laughs) I'm a locum, not a doctor. Listen, locum, it's very important, locum, that you tell me what you know. (laughs) Online, I haven't been able to verify this, but everyone says that Dirty Harry was used as a training manual by the Philippine police. Or is used. <laughs> yeah. If everyone, uh, any listeners out there can find any articles on this, it could just be an urban myth. Mm. Um, but I'm prepared to give it the benefit of the doubt because the regime in the late 60s is pretty authoritarian, as we know, uh, under Marcos. Interesting. But I wonder if it was more about... I wonder if they would have used this scene. This is how you get information out of, um, of witnesses or if it was more about this is how you beat... This is how you get a, a suspect to confess using torture. Is it, a, is it a joke that's come up recently um, with the rise of right-wing pop, right-wing um, populism in the Philippines and their, their leader, is it Duterte or Duterte, something yeah. like that? And recently well, in Brazil did, too. He, wants... he did, you know, declare open season for vigilantes, so uh, one mm. could certainly get, the, uh, get their inspiration from a Dirty, dirty Harry-type character, uh, whether you're in the police force or not, I think, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Hmm. He certainly, yeah, the Philippines leader, he, he does seem to endorse the 
the type of uh, yeah killing that we see in the end of this film. Yeah, yes. or a Magnum Force vigilante no killing. Oh, save it for the next minute. <laughs> Save it for the next movie. Well, thank you very much for joining us for these minutes, Tim. You had fun? No worries. Yeah, it's been great. Can I get you back for further minutes? Mm, I think so. Give you ones that don't have Bressler in them because I know you don't like him. <laughs> and Shane, thank you very much. Thank you. You've been on the podcast the most number of times. Oh, fantastic. What do I win? Yeah. Um, That's not over yet, I guess. No. no. You win a copy of the sequel, The Deadpool. Oh. Starring James Carey and no, Liam Neeson. No, look, it's too, it's too early to say. You really, you have to keep your performance up through the rest of the season. That's all right. Yeah. I might do a hammy and be out for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. And Mandy, thanks for coming along. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm going to try and cajole you to be in future minutes. I look forward to being cajoled. Cajoled. <laughs> well, many thanks. We'll catch you next time on Dirty, Dirty Harry Minutes. Minutes. Minutes.